Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another fun field edition of the Tech Petition Podcast. Um, aka Tech Petition Live, aka Discussing Tech. Um, I see that in the thing, so <laughs> I guess cats have a bag, but <laughs> it's just our video show, folks. Yeah, Discussing Tech. So, um, yeah, how you doing, brother? Clarence? I'm Brown. doing well, man. I'm doing well. Glad to be back on to talk a little bit more tech. How about yourself, dude? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Long weekend. Looking forward to not working tomorrow and maybe getting some extra sleep, maybe. Um, you not hitting the grill, man? Oh, yeah. We'll hit the grill, too. Um, kebabs. Kebabs. I'm looking more forward to just being lazy. <laughs> I was pretty I was pretty lazy today, though. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, man. So have you heard any interesting tech stories over the past week, sir? <laughs> Funny you should mention that. So, um... I know we okay. Well, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah. So last week or last podcast, I'm not sure if we did one last week. I think we did, but um, we were talking about how Valve is releasing the Steam Link app on iOS and on Android. Yes. However, there seems to be a little bump in the road. Apple. I got an email from Valve like Wednesday last week. Um, and Valve was like, Apple rejected. <laughs> Our application. Oh, they they trying to uh, We're very uh, reach out to the community to to uh, stir a little little opinion on their side. Yeah, I could hear the viol- violin playing in the background <laughs> as I was reading the email. Dang, let me see if I can find it. It's it's pretty sad. Oh, well, I didn't get that email. I guess I don't have an iOS device, but yeah, I guess it's been on on Android for what a month now, just about. Yeah, it's been on there for a while. Um. Let's see. Steam link rejected. So did Apple actually give a reason why they rejected the application? Um, so here, here's a release. It's pretty short. So on Monday, May 7th, Apple approved the Steam Link app for release. On Wednesday, May 9th, Valve released news of the app. The following morning, Apple revolve, re- revoked its approval, citing business conflicts with app guidelines that had allegedly not been realized by the original review team. Um, so Valve appealed, saying that the Steam Link app is simply si- simply functions as a land-based remote desktop, similar to numerous remote, remote desktop applications already available, but Apple still denied it um, and blocked it. It doesn't really say why, um, but the good news is um, they are working with Valve right now to get it up to spec. So we should still see it soon, I hope, yeah. but... Um, I'm still waiting to use it, I guess. I'm not a lucky Android user. So so two things you said at first, it's just a remote desktop app. That's all it is. Se- yeah. se- <laughs> secondly, do you think it's something that could be going on on Apple's end to why they don't want it on there? Like they might have their own service coming or something to that effect? Uh, I don't think it's that. I just think it was more like, I don't know, Apple's pretty... um totalitarian when it comes to their app store so yeah, they probably true. didn't see the you know they probably thought it was duplicating another service or something and i'm sure it's just a big misunderstanding um let's see oh they responded so apple's review team said we care deeply about bringing games to all of our users on the app store we would love for valve's games and services to be on ios and apple tv unfortunately review team found the style Valve's Steam OS app is currently submitted, violates a number of guidelines around user-generated content, in-app purchases, content codes, etc. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll I see. guess you were pretty close there on your um 
your analysis? Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Conflict, like, conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is the possible conflict of interest? Like, uh, they stated in their email, it's just a remote desktop app. I've used it. That's all it is. Like, you have, well, part of the thing is you have to go and install drivers on your computer. They're like Steam drivers for the remote desktop. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to install like some drivers for audio and video. The only other thing I can see it being a problem with is that you're playing games on the iOS device that you didn't buy from Apple. So <laughs> it's, it's just a remote desktop app. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, ho- hopefully they can, hopefully they can figure that out. Cause it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> so man, moving on to my, to the next story. Uh, do you do much VPNing? Oh, <laughs> uh, I do some. Yeah. Yeah. I have a VPN for work. Um, let me see if I can find where, where you're getting at here. Yeah, so so I've I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've tried to use a few VPN apps. Mostly the free ones are pretty much crap. They install stuff that you don't want on your system. But I, to, to my knowledge, I don't know if there's a good free <laughs> VPN solution until now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Pornhub. <laughs> By way of the verge, by the way, Pornhub launches its own sure by way of the verge VPN service. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, Pornhub is launching its own VPN service today with free and unlimited bandwidth. The VPN is supposed to help users avoid iOS ISP throttling and geographic limitations. It's also designed to let users be anonymous, anonymous, and transmit (laughs) data without any collection. Um, oh my so, goodness, this third paragraph. <laughs> Pornhub's VP Corey Price said the statement to the verse that incognito browsers don't offer enough cover from prying eyes, especially if users are still browsing on public Wi-Fi networks. So the VPN will provide an added layer of security and privacy. So yeah, they're just, this is so self-serving that it's just hilarious. But, I mean, there are valid u- reasons you would want a VPN, right? I mean, you don't have to yeah. be using their V. Look, look, if, <laughs> Look, there, there. You're there, right, though. You're right, though. There is, there isn't a decent free VPN. So you're absolutely right about that. So the funny thing is, if you go to their site, which is vpnhub.com, no, no porn relation, vpnhub.com, it looks. I'm going right it, now. It looks very legit. It looks very legit. You wouldn't even know it was owned by Pornhub. I, I, I'll kid except you. Not. For, except for the logo. <laughs> No, there's nothing wrong with their logo. The logo looks exactly like oh, the Pornhub well, logo. I, I, I don't know what the Pornhub logo though. looks like. It's on the page. Is it? Okay, I'm, oh, going no. back. I'm going back to the Verge article. I don't see it. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it looks legit. It looks legit. You wouldn't even know that it's Pornhub. But it, it does look legit. I'll give you that. Oh, man, I, I love the thing, the Superman <laughs> VPN hub. And if you want the free, I mean, if you want the, uh, premium tier, which does not have ads and, uh, I think is a little bit faster, that is $12.99 a month. If I'm getting that right. Oh, wow. That's, that's, uh, that's about, that's about on par for a decent VPN. I mean, with, I, I'm sure if the speeds are as fast as they say they are, then the ads, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'd be okay with the ads. I'm probably going to download this right now so I don't have to pay for Air VPN anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope those I hope those ads are like 
family yeah, oh, friendly. Oh, you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. And uh, one of our viewers in the chat room says, uh, yep, the logo is the same. So uh, there you go. I won't call out the person who said that. No, I would not. But yeah, yeah, cool. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> is there anything else? Uh, yeah, next story. <laughs> oh, Tune it. That was on. next time for a porn VPN overview. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, moving right along. Um, okay. So I want to talk about this right now. So we've talked about Alexa and Google Home quite a few times ad nauseum on the podcast, and I am of the tin foil hat school of thought. Where like I have when I I sold my Alexa first of all. Um, but when I had it, I never had it plugged up unless I was using it because it's always listening. And this story always listening, it. but not always transmitting. There's it's two separate confirms things. Confirms it. This confirms <laughs> it. Okay, oh, so boy. we're gonna we're, let's let's just go through this story before you like before you cast judgment. Okay, let's go through the story. See what you got, man? Let's All right. Amazon Alexa recording bug shows how little we actually know about our smart home gadgets. Okay, so apparently there's this news story that broke like couple days ago and (laughs) amazon echo was secretly sending recordings of a couple's conversations to a friend (laughs) oh boy and apparently the echo was interpreting the word alexa a follow-up phrase a send message and then the name of someone who was in their contacts list yeah okay yeah okay yeah well well, let me say this 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 i think this is the Direct uh, Alexa to Alexa messaging thing. I think it's some service. If you have Alexa, you can do. Um, I think there is a problem that it doesn't confirm when you want to send something. Okay, that's a problem. But that being said, I've been watching TV. So I have OK Google set up on my phone. I've been watching TV. They do not say OK, okay Google, but my phone activate. So I'm not going to say just Alexa is listening. <laughs> in. But no, I'm, I'm just going to say that that. The way it interprets what is said to acti- activate the device is not rock solid. And to say that's a totally different issue from it always listening to you. Of course, it's always listening, but it's not always transmitting. Transmitting. I mean, okay. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Okay. Let me just say this. I've been butt dialed by numerous people. That I'm listening to a conversation. They had no idea. They had no idea. So, I mean, it's just that same thing. Is is no it's just a different technology. That's my feeling on it. However, I, I you know, nine times out of ten I agree with you if I hadn't read this article before I got rid of my Alexa. Oh, and they even referenced the article here. Like last October, a blogger found that his Google Home Mini was recording nearly everything he said and uploading it to Google servers. Something he wouldn't have ever known about. If he wasn't checking the activity log for his device. So we don't know. We don't know how often these things are recording. We don't know how often they're sending false positives. We don't know what they're sending back, you know, when they phone home because they're definitely phoning home, phoning home, excuse me, because they have to to like look up crap. And, you know, true, true. Amazon's thing is definitely connected. And the thing that scares me, especially with Amazon more so and even some with Google is. Amazon has these humongous, like, cloud machine learning things, like, just out there in the cloud. And it's like, they don't need, they don't necessarily even need the data transmitted back to you. They could, they could just 
they could just take what you're saying and like scrub it and process it just to see what you're talking about. They don't necessarily even have to transmit the audio. See, like that that's what scares me about this is that there are ways around it, even if they're not transmitting the audio. And that scares me. I guess, man. I guess I'm just not paranoid. But okay, let me let me just go on to the next story, which is another story that will make you highly. This makes me paranoid a little bit about it, uh, Amazon. So uh, on that privacy, you know, infringement thing going again, Amazon is under fire for selling facial recognition tools to cops. Uh oh. The online retail giant has been caught providing facial recognition technology to law enforcement in Oregon and Orlando, or according to documents obtained by the American Civil Liberties Union. Yeah, so it came up that they were doing a facial recognition thing in conjunction with cops. And, you know, do we want Amazon using their technologies to to help law enforcement? Well, go ahead. So I went to Amazon reInvent last year in November, and they actually had a member of Homeland Security come up during one of the keynotes and they are actually developing something on home, Homeland Security to where you walk through customs or you walk through the airport, scans your face, and it knows your knows all your information, knows if you have a ticket, like all that stuff. So this isn't that surprising to me. Like this is kind of the next step. I don't, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, this particular service they were offering it, offering it for pretty cheap to in hopes that other law enforcement agencies will sign up. But I think the, the what. What scares people about Amazon owning this technology? We just talked about uh, Alexa, and it's sort of like the thing we have with Google. When, when Google is doing one thing that's semi-invasive, we're okay with it. You know, it, we might be a little worried about it, but you're okay. They have all all our emails, but when they own everything, our emails, our maps, you know, Google Home, all this other crap tying in together, it it just starts to get kind of scary. And I think this is the the, the case we got going with Amazon here. Yeah, there's like a little little bit of synergy going on here, you know, because not only can they link this to... I mean, the thing that scares me is that somehow if, you know, it might get to the point to where if they have your facial recognition, they're using law enforcement and they can somehow like locate you using Amazon servers to, you know, like your, <laughs> your shopping information is stored there and they may get it and like freeze your credit cards or something like that. That part scares me. But if they're just using it for recognition, I mean, you know, they, we have CODIS and like all this other stuff to identify criminals. I mean, if this is one of those things where if you're not doing anything wrong, you got nothing to worry about really. So well, if you're not doing anything wrong with Alexa, do you have anything to worry about? But this is this is a know, sitting know, this is a sitting in my house. I know, I know. I'm sitting in my house. I'm trolling. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I don't think it's just completely okay. But I can kind of understand. I can make a case for this. Whereas I can't make a case for uh, Alexa listening to me listening to my house twenty four hours a day. Sound like a crazy man, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> no. I feel like a crazy man. I'm with you, man. Jeez. Do we oh. have any other privacy news? That we might want to oh, talk? yeah. Speaking of privacy, and this is kind of one, one of the main things I want to talk about. So if you have email, which I'm sure all of you do if you're watching this, you probably couldn't help but notice all of the um, 
privacy update notices oh that have been coming God. through email. Like I've been getting at least five or six of them every day. It's been ridiculous. Um, and like I was complaining about it at work, and one guy told me, "Oh yeah, that's a GDPR," and I was like, "What's a GDPR?" Um, and apparently. In the European Union, um, it's called the General Data Protection Regulation. Um, it clarifies that you have to clarify individual rights on personal data collected by companies. And they have to basically – the cool thing about this is basically you have to op, opt in to their email like marketing, whereas before this, you would have to opt out of it. So um, – that's one of the great things about this. Um, and there, there are also certain rules as far as like data protection. Like if a company is harvesting your data, like they have to tell you. Whereas before you, you know, according to like, depending on how they worded it, you know, you may or may, you may or may not have known that Facebook is like saving all your data. You know, it's yeah. not just like a web page. Cause some people think Facebook is just like a web page where you put your stuff on there and you own it. Not really. Yes. Um. You don't really own anything that that's on a Facebook server. I mean, it's yours, but if you put it on their servers, it's theirs. They too. just promise not to use it in a um, <laughs> nefarious way, quote unquote. That's never happened before. So, I mean, you know, these rules are for privacy policies uh, for companies. And uh, I think it's for companies larger than 250 employees, I believe. But, um, the, the alternatives to violating these rules, which again, Carrie mentioned, like companies have been updating their policies over the past few weeks. But <clears throat> I think they had like two years. We knew about this two years ago. But the, 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 the penalty for violating these policies is millions of dollars or 4% of the company's global revenue. So that's scary for somebody like as big as Facebook or Apple or yes. yeah. Yeah, so the 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 penalties are pretty darn strict and some companies have even gone as far as not even offering their service in in the EU. Uh, I think some newspapers like LA Times, maybe, maybe uh, I can't remember the other ones, but some of the American based newspapers have have like completely blocked their sites off from being offered in the in in the EU because of this stiff penalty and the possibility of getting you know suit or it's not suit but but getting these stiff harsh penalties to oblivion of the company so yeah it's it's a big thing it's a big yep. thing I think it's probably needed but it could be a little bit overbearing because you know um for for one part of the world updating this one thing because the internet is so global it's affecting everybody. Which, you know, if it get if we get better privacy out of it, I think it's ultimately good. But still it's kinda kinda tough getting everybody on board. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if this particular version of the um of the law or whatever it is is going to like stick. I feel like they're gonna need to dial it back a little bit because like every company having to change their terms of service and like some companies are like either you agree to the terms or you have to delete your account. So it's like like they're yeah. they're going to dial it back eventually, I imagine. Yeah. Still I, interesting, though. One could only hope. But, you know, like I said, privacy for all, which is <laughs> which is pretty good. So we before we talked about the possible merger or did we talk about it on the show i think we did yeah we did the possible merger of of uh fox their movie slash tv portions to disney and yeah so now comcast has entered the fray uh comcast 
confirms that it has counter-offered Disney and is trying to obtain the Fox properties as well. <sighs> so, um, just I'm blaming Sergio. <laughs> Nobody wants Comcast to own Fox, man. It's just <laughs> no, no. Which I understand why they want to own it because if if Disney gets this, they're they're going to be pretty dead. Um, <laughs> Are you saying Comcast is going to be pretty dead? Well, it's like they're going to have like almost every major movie property. Yeah, you know that's true because they bought Luke, they bought Lucasfilm, they bought Pixar, they bought dang, they bought they bought a few more companies too. I, I, blah, I can't remember. Um, Marvel, but it's like. Uh, I hope Comcast doesn't win this bid, but something tells me they're gonna spend way too much money. Yeah, so di- yeah, so Disney's initial offer offer was a uh, fifty two point four billion all stock deal, and uh, I believe Comcast is rumored to be lining up sixty million. And I believe that's I don't think it's a cash offer, but it's it's um I think it may be a combination of stock and and other uh, assets. But yeah, um, I don't know. Like you said, nobody wants Comcast to own Fox. It's just not, it's not a thing. Uh, we already have trouble with making. I'm looking at it from the movie perspective. We're already having trouble making good, you know, X Men movies, with the exception of the newest Deadpool. So, so I don't, I don't think Comcast has the gravitas, gravitas to to make. A, I, I don't know. I just I want it to be all Disney, man. The Marvel needs to belong with Disney. I feel like that um Disney will even if the even if the Disney deal is not as much, I feel like Fox will still probably go with Disney because AT&T's trying to buy Time Warner right now and like they're it's being like it's being litigated and they the DOJ is trying to stop it. So yeah. with with Comcast being a service provider and already owning, they all own NBC, don't they? So they would own NBC. Yeah, they own NBC. Comcast, does. and they would own Fox. Yeah. So I feel like that would be more of a monopoly than than Disney owning Fox, personally, because like then Comcast would own two broadcast stations. Yeah, which, which is pretty scary if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, we just need other players. I mean, I don't. Which I guess I guess Disney owns ABC, so yeah, yeah. Disney's pretty eh. huge. They're pretty eh. ESPN, ABC. They're I pretty forgot, freaking huge. I forgot they own ABC. So <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Conflict yeah. interest both ways. I mean, we don't. We need more than two players, but you know, I w- if I had to pick one, it would obviously be Disney. And and like Kyle said, we need X Men and um, Fantastic Four back. I just want to see Hugh Jackman in the MC MC movie <laughs> before be awesome. he before he decides that he's tired of playing Wolverine, which he probably already has. I think he said he would come back if you know there, he could be in the MCU movie. Which why not? That would be awesome. And it would just have to be a cameo, you know. I mean, bring him back <laughs> it, for a little bit. It, it like that cameo in X Men First Class <laughs> was like the best. That's the best cameo ever. Like, get that money, son. I would hope it would be more than cameo though. But yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, go ahead. Can I have one? Yeah, go ahead, sir. Okay, so um, I saw this uh, earlier today. Um, <laughs> so you know we've been having all these school shootings, and I don't want to get too political about that. That's not really why I'm bringing it up. Why I am bringing it up is because there's this video game called Active Shooter that's um in about to be released on Steam, 
Um, and there's a news story of like this mom watching the gameplay. I think she was like her kids were like one of the victims or something. And like it's pretty it's pretty extreme. Like um, I'll link the Steam page because it's it's pretty um, dist- it's pretty disturbing. Like yeah. the thing about it is it's, it's basically like Counter Strike because on Counter Strike you have terrorists and counter terrorists. So mm-hmm. in this game you can choose to be the SWAT team or you can choose to be the shooter, oh, but wow. The setting, I, I believe the problem is like one of the settings is like in a school. So, Yikes. you know, like they're showing like one of the videos is just some dude walking around mowing down kids. Um, So it's it's kind of disturbing. Uh, But in it like is this a little extreme? Yes. And I think it's very, very ill timed because right now I think the governor of Texas is saying guns aren't responsible for this. It's the video games, and he's blaming video games for this. And then, lo and behold, I think that's ridiculous. But when a game like this comes out, it's like, you know, like you can't really. Um, it it doesn't look good. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh and, man, yeah. Uh, I we I briefly <sighs> talked to this with some guys uh, that we met at Tupelo Con in Tupelo, Mississippi, and maybe Kyle can drop the name of the podcast group in the chat because I cannot remember them real right now. But they had a panel and they were talking about video games and they brought up the fact that, you know, you can't really make the argument that video games influence kids to go and shoot people because because you're holding a controller. And this yeah. and this was the kind of counterpoint point I made just to make it make the conversation go a little further. But I said, like, does that does that argument change when they, they now have a VR headset on and they're holding something that actually feels like a gun and they're playing a game like this does that argument change i I think it changes yes and no like if you want it from my perspective because the closest thing i can relate this to is a racing sim so let's say you get your xbox steering wheel and your xbox pedals okay and you know you want to play forza like forza is about as sim as it gets since gran turismo isn't really around anymore um and you're busted it you're just busting it in your Ferrari or whatever. And like you're, you're getting super, super awesome lap times. That does not mean you can go out on a track, get in that same car and drive it. Like it just doesn't because there's a whole lot of other factors. Um, main one being you can freaking kill yourself. Um, and like, I don't think you can compare virtually shooting people to actually having a gun in your hand. Um, you know, because number one, a gun's gonna weigh more than a VR true, true. wand. Well, number two, number two, you're, you know, it's gonna be louder. Yeah. Um, true. Well, maybe you never know. I mean, you could be just as loud with a with a video game headset on in their phones. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, my whole thing is, it may maybe maybe I'll take the argument away from the mechanics, though. I think the VR mechanics and holding a gun in your hand is a big part of what can make it a little bit more real, but True. I'll just say more of the mental. Yeah. Capacity. Now, yeah, that's what I was going to say. When, so when it's photorealistic, it, so which, it's which not, is not now, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's not going to teach you how to shoot, but one thing I will say, and I think the Columbine kids did this, they had like layouts of their school, like oh. in, or maybe I'm just, Maybe I'm just making that up, but I I remember hearing about some them having layouts in their school in Doom or something. Um, so you know, nice. if you know how to fly or you know how to drive already, this can definitely aid in the training. I feel like 
um, you know, to familiarize yourself. So, I, you know, I'm not saying it's completely baseless, but the thing is, it's not going to teach you how to go into a school and pull a fire alarm, wait for the kids to run out and shoot them. Like, you're not going to learn that from a video game. And my other my other my other point is, like, people are getting crazy about this game. But Grand Theft Auto five way worse. Postal two. 10 million orders of magnitude worse than this. Like you're yeah. throwing scissors at people and dismembering their body parts. And it's like way worse. Um, so it's just ill-timed, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'll make the statement. It's like any media. If, if the, the wrong age group is, you know, has these video games and stuff, it could be a movie. I don't, I'm just saying media in general. It could ill affect a person. So it really doesn't matter what the media is. I do think it changes a little bit once you move into VR. It gets a little more extreme. But, yeah. But, I but, can see that. but, but it is, you know, I think age appropriate is the thing we should be looking at. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, it's hard for me to say that video games won't influence somebody to want to do something like this. I know me personally. Um, when I was in school and I came home upset and I played GoldenEye 007 mowing down scientists or whatever, like it, it was a release for me. Like it made me not want to do that because I'm doing it in the game. But at the same token, I remember being in college and hearing Kanye West college dropout and like it made me want to drop out of school. So it's uh, like, yeah, like if, yeah. if a, if an album can influence me to want to do something, then, you know, I, Obviously, a video yeah. game can do the same thing for somebody else. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about a little uh, essential news here. So, Android creator and Andy Rubin, who launched the essential phone. Um, Which yeah. I really liked. I well, had yeah, for you had. Yeah. Maybe you can give us some thoughts on it, but. Essential is essentially dead. Um, they have, they are shuttering, <laughs> they are shuttering their next phone and, um, they are up on the bidding block. He did. He gone. So, man, what do you think about your, the failed attempt at the essential experience? Well, number one, like, it's really hard to break into the, the phone market now. Like, I don't care if, well, shoot, look at Microsoft. Like, yeah. they have more money than, like, the Vatican and like they can't they can't seem to launch a phone that people want to buy. So, you know, you have the plucky upstart. Um he he left and you know, he left Google and he's wanted to start his own phone and it's an awesome phone. Yeah. Um but it's one of those things that we talk about all the time where if you want to enter the market and get somebody to stop using something, you can't be just as good. Like yeah. you have to be at least twice, two or three times better yeah. to make somebody want to switch. Because if I already have a phone that's just as good, why don't you know, why am I switching? You know, so and it wasn't necessarily any cheaper. Um well, it was like five hundred bucks. Now it's significantly cheaper. But phones are phone R and D is like expensive and like I don't think this phone sold well enough to even justify a second one, even though I really liked it. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's like every person that I know of has had this phone or experienced it all said they really, really liked it. It's a and, beautiful phone. And it's one of the first we get the full bleed, uh, infinity screen or whatever you want to call it. They, did they have the, they, they didn't have the, uh, the bump, whatever they call it, like the iPhone. It does have one at the top. Oh, There's they, just a little bitty circle at the top where the camera is. So yeah, there is a, there's a, um, notch. Yeah. It's but, just not as large as the iPhone one. 
Yeah, man, but the phone came out, man. It just did not do well at all. And it's funny because you have these phones like the OnePlus, which is kind of in the same range, a little bit cheaper, a couple hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, but it somehow has garnered this love from a niche market, and it does really well. It's it the hipster really phone. Well. What's that? It's the hipster phone. The hipster phone. I mean, it, I mean, so, it's sort of like the um, the 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 what's the Google branded phone? Uh, Pixel before the Pixel. I forgot what it's called. Uh, Nexus? Yeah, the Nexus. This sort of, it has, yeah. sort of has that Nexus cachet where people like it. It's, it's fairly priced, and it has most of the bells and whistles whistle of a, of a top flagship phone. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard when you see something like Essential comes out, headed by a Google guy who, you know, it, by all accounts, it should take off or you would think it would take off, and it just really does nothing. So, I don't know. Like you said, the market is crowded. <laughs> And that, and I mean, like, the other thing, like, that I'm not even thinking about, like, notwithstanding the greatness of the phone, every time you turn on a TV, you're seeing a Google Pixel or Apple ad or a Samsung ad. Like, if you're not on, like, if you're not spending, you probably have to spend as much on advertising as you do, like, the phone (laughs) on making the phone if you want to sell a lot. So, I mean, it's the age-old thing. You got to spend money to make money. I don't think this was advertised very well. They were depending on word of mouth, and I guess the mouth didn't get worded. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's so important if you're not, like you say, if you're not competing on price, the advertising has to be out there and you have to be in the hearts and minds. If you don't get the hearts and minds, it's kind of hard to, um, to, to make it in this industry. Yeah. It's hard out there for a phone maker. Do we have, do we have anything? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I think we reeled off the news, man. Jinx. You owe me a soda. Um, man. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's about it. Um, that was fun, man. Yeah, cool, cool. I think it's a pretty good task. Just, um, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, I'm Monday nights. We do, well, it's not live, but we record uh, Discussing Trek Monday nights. Um, oh, so yeah. check that out. That's the only other thing I'm on. Clarence, take it away. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just, uh, I mean, I'm on Discussing Who, which we come out sometimes later in the week. We record on Tuesdays, but Discussing Who, check it out at DiscussingWho.com and as, as well as Discussing Comics. So, yeah. Um, podcast. <laughs> Podcast. You listen to a podcast today. Oh yeah. All right, guys. It's coming to you a lot. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very very quick. I can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> I just feels burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com. Yeah. In a world. <laughs> Dude, have you seen, did you see Solo this weekend? No, but I, I, I'm, I'm not that worried about seeing it. I read all the spoilers. Oh um, man, you sound like you. Who reads? I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not like I know. Like I haven't even seen Infinity War yet, so I know I'm not wow. going to see this until until it comes out. So you haven't seen Infinity War. I haven't. I haven't. So wow. it's like I went ahead and read the spoilers. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen both. Solo. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, I seen Solo. I think it kind of bombed at the box office. I oh, it did? I, yeah, I think I saw reports that it bombed at the box office. Let me pull it up real quick. Oh, wow. Dang. I heard about the I heard about the big cameo though. Um, uh, yeah, it, I, don't, I don't know if I want to drop it on this because maybe everybody I'm not. Knows. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I just want to know: Did it look like cheesy or did it look cool? Uh, it was kind of awesome. Oh, really? Awesome. Think, think. Um, maybe it was sort of a hologramish kind of. Uh, it was an in color hologram, which is kind of different. But yeah, it was. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, without giving spoilers, I'll just say what I've told everybody that it, the guy, you just gotta, you just gotta, you just forget gotta about Harrison to, Ford. Yeah, you gotta come to terms <laughs> with the fact that the guy is nothing like Harrison Ford. He is in stature, in look, you know, he has the same cheesy lines, but he doesn't deliver them the same way. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Donald Glover did awesome. He's nothing like Lando, but he did. He has the at least he has a voice, Lando. He has the voice, Lando. Yeah, I noticed that from the trailer that he has the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think yeah, like Kyle said, he was a good actor, but he was no Harrison Ford. It's just, and, and, and I'll say this: I forgot to mention this to Kyle, but they just don't give him a lot to do as far as range. He's pretty much as reeling off cheesy lines. He gets excited some, but he, he, he the range of the acting they try to give him to do in the film is not that, you know, wide. But Han Solo doesn't have range either. Like, true, but he didn't have range until the movie. Well, he does have range with Leia. He has some range. You know, he didn't have range until The Force Awakens. I know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, ben! <laughs> ben. <laughs> It's too soon, man. Too soon. Chewie, we're home. It's true. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need rage to say that stuff. Come on. Come on, people. Pull your heads out of your Millennium Falcons. He has Han some Solo does not require rage. Okay, he had, a, he had emotional parts with him and Leia. That's all I'm saying. Even though he's being, the lines are just cheesy. You have to just say a Han Solo line is going to be cheesy. But I, w- I will say, after watching the f- uh, the Last Jedi and going back and watching this old style cheesy line movie, it's it's a stark difference from seeing the modern humor in the Last Jedi and then going back and watching this. It's just totally different tone, totally different tone. But I don't know. It's it's a fun ride. It's a fun. Just don't expect Harrison Ford. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a fun ride. Man. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, Lord. So funny. <laughs>